0: Welcome to the Choose You Now podcast. I'm your host Juliana Hever, and you are in for such a treat today. Today's guest is Devon Franklin, an award-winning film producer, New York Times best-selling author, motivational speaker, and president and CEO of Franklin Entertainment, a multimedia entertainment company. His films have grossed over 175 million at the box office, with most recent hits including Breakthrough, starring Chrissy Metz. The Star and Miracles from Heaven. Variety magazine named him one of the top 10 producers to watch. Ebony magazine has distinguished him as one of the top 100 influential African Americans in America. And Oprah has called him a different kind of spiritual teacher for our times. In addition to his work as a producer, Devon is also the author of multiple best-selling books, including The Truth About Men. The Success Commandments, The wait co-written with his wife, actress Megan Good, and produced by Faith. His highly anticipated fifth book, Live Free, Exceed Your Highest Expectations, will be released soon in May 2021. Listen how this accomplished multi-hyphenate exceeds his own expectations by choosing himself while also inspiring others day in and day out. Devon Franklin, thank you so much for joining me today.
1: Of course. Thank you for having me. I appreciate
0: it. I'm so excited. I'm such a fan. And I cannot wait to see your brand new book, your fifth book, Live Free,
1: Exceed (laughs) Your
0: Highest Expectations. And uh, we're all really looking forward to it. So um, congratulations.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much.
0: And I'd love to talk about expectations. You know, this is something that we all, this, this book is so needed, especially now the world has changed so dramatically and we're just still trying to live up to expectations and all that. But I love how your new book teaches us how we can live free from all that unnecessary stress and anxiety and claim a more Fulfilling and happier life, and so can you talk a little bit about how you set your own expectations rather than accepting those that are imposed on us?
1: Yeah, you know, I mean, first it just starts with um, stopping and assessing how you're feeling. You know, a lot of times in my experience, we're just going through, you know, our days. We're busy. We're we're kind of overriding our feelings because we have things that we have to do, and uh, we don't even realize so much of our behavior is being controlled by what others expect of us instead of us deciding what expectations we want to live by and so that's why i wrote wrote the book you know this book live free is because i really want to help people say okay stop assess how you're feeling and then make the decision and assessment like wait am i living for everyone else at the expense of living for myself and uh and if you realize that you are then you've got to learn the power of setting expectations for yourself Uh, And that process is different than how it may sound. You know, the process of setting an expectation is not just having a hope or like, oh, I wanted this to happen. No, it's got to, you have to ask two questions. One, is it in your control or out of your control, right? And that's how you know if it's a realistic or unrealistic expectation. The second question you have to ask is, is it spoken or unspoken? meaning does the expectation need to be communicated to someone? Because so often we're trying to expect things that are out of our control, which I would say is unrealistic. And then we're trying to expect people to do certain things that we never actually asked them if they could do it. So through this process, you can learn how to set expectations. And I do believe that when you set expectations, you set yourself up for success.
0: Yeah, a lot of us kind of think that we could read everyone else is reading our minds and they <laughs> right. just they, they know what we want and expect. So I mean like getting comfortable with with doing that, like how would you even tell someone to do so? Like how do you how would someone go about doing that if they're not familiar or comfortable?
1: You know, I mean, if they're not familiar or comfortable, I mean the first of it is, you know, that's why I say you gotta start with your your feelings. Well, how do you feel? Are you, you know, are you mostly in pain in terms of just living life and feeling stressed out and feeling overburdened? You know, or are you in joy? You know, are you in peace? Um, And so often, you know, a lot of times we're we're stressed out. So I would say, first and foremost, listen to how you're feeling. The second thing is you got to have courage. And here's what I mean by that. When I started setting expectations for myself, it required me to unplug from the addiction of meeting everyone's expectations. And that came with it some courage. I had to say to some people, no, I can't do that. I love you, but that I, I, God has not put that in my heart to do it. And so it does take courage. But the other thing I would encourage anyone to look at is, can you live with getting to the end of your life if you were to realize at the end of your life, you did what was expected, but never what was destined? And if you can't live with that, then you have to have the courage right now to make the hard choice, to have some tough conversations, to begin to reorient everything in your life to align with the vision that you have for your life.
0: It's beautiful you know, I just learned about your 60 seconds of gratitude. And before we got on this call, I tried it myself. And you just say that, yeah, I love this saying, you say, gratitude improves your attitude. And you suggest that if you're in that moment where you feel like you just can't do something or you just can't handle what's going on, to just stop and take 60 seconds and find all the things, just list all the things that you're grateful for. And it was really amazing. And what was really, what I noticed is that afterwards it kept going. Like I kept thinking even after I was done with my 60 seconds. I love to
1: hear that. I love it. That makes me feel great, right? Because once you start being grateful, it's hard to stop. You know, now, now let me ask you this. What prompted you to do it?
0: Ah, uh, well, Stress. <laughs>
1: And I just, I've been listening
0: to you and I've just been so inspired by you. I'm like, what a great idea. You know, I've really been focusing on gratitude. I think it's so important. And we do get lost in that when you get just caught up in this grind that we all do, or just like, even when... You talk about when it's about your book that we're this culture that's obsessed with more and doing more and, you know, and, and, and helping everyone else and being there for everyone else and, and focusing outward. And that's literally what this whole podcast is about, about choosing yourself in those moments. And I think gratitude is a beautiful, important point where I feel like it, for me, it felt grounding and centering.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And that, and that's why I, I highly recommend it because, um, so often when we're in the process of, of, of setting expectations, or we're trying to figure out what expectations to live by, or we're, we're stressed out because we're living up to everybody else's expectations. I mean, the thing I talk about in the book is that expectations are weights, and so we can feel the pressure of it. And so when you do that 60 seconds of gratitude, what it does is it alleviates that stress. And it alleviates, because a lot of times when we have these expectations, we have a feeling of not enough. I'm not doing enough. I'm not being enough. You know, I'm not accomplishing enough. And when we get into gratitude, it's really hard to be in gratitude and be in a bad mood at the same time. It's hard. It's really hard. So the more things, even trivial things, because sometimes when we hear gratitude, we think, oh, you know, I'm grateful for life. Yes, be grateful for life, but be grateful that you're wearing socks today. (laughs) Be grateful that you brushed your teeth. Just find trivial things that just get you that get you out of the stress for a minute. Put a smile on your face because you got to have the right attitude in order to hit the right altitude in your life.
0: Yes. And you live that. You walk the walk, Devon. You really do. I want to quote you to yourself. I just, I love this
1: (laughs) quote if you don't
0: mind. Um, It's not about being perfect. It's not about doing everything right all the time. We're all going to fall, but it's okay to fall. It's about how we get back up. And you said, I had to give grace to myself that it's okay to make a mistake. It's okay to not only always know the right answers, to not always say everything perfectly. And so many people struggle with this. And how, what else can you say to people that really struggle and want to know how to let go with that, that drive to be perfect?
1: Yeah. You know, I mean, it was something that I, I um, you know, listen, I'm the poster child for it. I got the, you know, the t-shirt and the hat to just talk about the damage that, um, this potential burden of perfection can, can render on someone. You know, my father died when I was uh, nine years old, he died of a heart attack when he was 36. And uh, at nine years old, my mother didn't have money for therapy or anything like that. And so, you know, it was going to church and, um, you know, consuming entertainment that really helped get me through. And, uh, and through that process, what I, what I started to realize was the more that I achieved at school, Or the more that I achieved at um, at at uh, church, the more accolades I got, the more pats on the back. Oh, good job, Devon! Great, good boy! All that kind of stuff. So I just started. I started to perform for the praise, and that initially was fine, right? Because like, oh yeah, everybody say I'm doing a great job. And then as I got into school, you know, I I put such a pressure on myself to to do a great job that people started calling me Mister Perfect. I mean, literally. In, in sixth grade, that became my nickname. And at first I said, oh, that's cool. And then as I got older, I realized that is devastating because no one is perfect. I'm not perfect. I, and I knew it, but I'm here presenting, when I was presenting this facade and that carried me into my career. And finally I got to the point where I realized, wait, this Mr. Perfect is either I'm going to kill it or it's going to kill me. And so I had to make the decision. that I have to kill this persona. I have to be okay with making a mistake. I have to let myself off the hook. I've got to pat my own self on the back, and I've got to learn the practice of living free. And that practice, which I detail in the book, when you and I live free, it means we are not under the mental, emotional, or physical control of anyone or anything. It's, it's that simple. When we live free, That's what we do. We allow ourselves to determine how we want to feel. And we don't allow things like perfectionism to no longer control how we live, breathe, and move. So are you saying it's
0: just a choice?
1: It's a choice. Absolutely. Everything is a choice. And and one of the worst things to believe is that in this life, we don't have one. We do. Every moment of every day, we have a choice how we respond. We have a choice how we prepare. We have a choice with our attitude. We have a choice with our disposition. No matter what happens to us in life, we always have a choice. And when we live free, we own that power of choice and we use it to our benefit and advantage. And we don't outsource it to anyone for anything.
0: That's like the quintessential empowering statement. You always have a choice. (laughs) 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 So... How do you take care of yourself during all of this? You inspire millions of people. How do you take care of Devon?
1: Wow, that's a great question. Uh, thank you for asking that. You know, I take care of me. You know, one by self prioritizing, and I talk about this in the book as well. Um, there's a difference between being selfish and self prioritizing. See, when 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 someone is selfish, it's when they put their well being above everyone else's well-being and they will do whatever they have to do doesn't mean if they bring someone pain doesn't mean if they you know stab someone in the back they'll do whatever they have to do they will disrupt others' well-beings in order for them to feel good that's selfishness to me self-prioritizing is when in order for me to be of service to others i must be of service to myself and so often we don't feel worthy of taking care of our needs And so as a result, we find value in, oh, I'm I'm meeting everybody else's needs and I'm there for everyone else. Well, there's a scripture that says, love your neighbor as yourself, as yourself. We focus on the love the neighbor part, but I can only love my neighbor as well as I'm loving myself. So if I'm not loving myself, if I'm not prioritizing myself, then I am not loving and prioritizing my neighbor. So I personally had to get to the place because, Again, I am a, I am a helper right? I am addicted to helping people and, you know, and, and I'm addicted to, I've been addicted to like never being honest about my needs. And I realized that I wasn't fulfilled. And so I personally, when you ask the question, well, how do I take care of myself? You know, one, I prioritize myself. You know, I prioritize my well being. you know, mentally, spiritually, physically, you know, I work out, I re- get up in the morning and pray and meditate and read scripture. And, you know, I do things that entertain me. You know, through the movies that I like to watch and and the shows I like to watch, you know, I just make sure that I am good and I focus on that every day. So then that way, if I'm good, then I, then I have no problem helping others. I have no problem being a support to others. Um, but it first starts with me every day, not once in a while, every day, prioritizing my health and well-being.
0: So important, and it's so easy to forget about that in day-to-day grind. You talk about um, instant gratification, and that would be something that would kind of surpass all that. So, how do you avoid this temptation for instant gratification and focus on choosing the joy, choosing in the moment, choosing your attitude—all those beautiful things that
1: you just said? Yeah, you know, I mean, um, uh, so often again, we talk when we talk about living free, right? Living free is we're not under the emotional, uh, physical. Or or spiritual control of any, anyone or anything, right? So when we live free, what happens is we gotta resist the temptation to need instant gratification. So when I'm actually living free and you're living free, it means we find the peace, the joy, and the happiness in the moment, no matter what's happening. So instant gratification is I need this right now. And if I don't get it, I'm gonna feel blank. You fill in the blank. That's not living free. Living free is I'm gonna feel great no matter what happens in the moment, no matter or, or no matter what does or doesn't happen in the moment. That's living free. And then when things happen, they are just a confirmation of how I was already feeling. I'm not looking to those things to feel better. And so a lot of times we get addicted to instant gratification because we've been conditioned to everything happen so fast right now. You know, think about this. If if you're on Wi-Fi and you're you go to a page you want to serve, and that page Takes 20 seconds, you're checking the Wi-Fi. What's wrong? You know, if you're, if you're seriously, if your phone yeah. doesn't load, you know, in five seconds, we're like, hey, what's happening? And, and, and getting all bent out of shape. You know, Instagram, if your post doesn't instantly post, what's the problem? You know, <laughs> we are so conditioned to be completely dependent on instant gratification that we have to be careful how that creeps into our life. So then here's a here's where it becomes dangerous. We expect instant results from everybody. We expect instant results from our, our, our spouses or our coworkers or on the job or with our careers. And when we don't get it, we get mad, we get frustrated, we get angry. Now, all of those emotions work against the peace that's available in the moment. So whenever you start to get angry or anxious or whatever I start to get anxious, I stop back and say, wait a minute, what's driving this anxiety? Everything happens for a reason and everything happens in its season.
0: So ah, step
1: back. I love that. <laughs> right? You're
0: full of these. Yeah, that's great.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's the truth, right? Because when we get when we get so frustrated over instant gratification, it's because we're not having peace with the season. There's certain things that just take time, and we sh- we have to practice being okay with that.
0: Oh, I love that. Oh, you're so wiz- so full of wisdom. So, <laughs> uh, what kind of that actually, by the way, goes back to expectations, right? And being able to. That's to be right. free of those and to manage them um what kind of responsibility do you feel yeah. about your effect on other people everyone around you
1: um that's a great great question and and doing the work on this book you know and really doing you know the my work um my answer is not very much because if i take too, if I try to personally take too much responsibility for the impact that I have on someone, then, then I am actually conditioning them to not live free. Mm. I don't, here, here's the thing. My goal, my job is to make positive contributions to people's life. I am not actually trying to control how they feel. So there may be things I, I take my, my, the service that I offer to the world, very important and I do everything I can to to offer great service and make great contributions. But I don't try to take responsibility for how someone does or doesn't feel because that's ultimately for them. That's their work, right? I can make a positive contribution. And for those that are tuned in, they can say, oh, I needed that. Thank you, Devon. Wow. Thank you for contributing something positive to my life. Wonderful, right? But I personally don't ever want to take responsibility for someone else's life other than my own. I am the only person that I am responsible for until I have children. And then when I have children, right, until they're adults, I am responsible for those children. Cool. But outside of that, I am not responsible for anyone else. And uh, and I have to preach that. And I pray that people listen to it because too often people are not living their own life because they've outsourced it to somebody else and someone else controls how they feel in any given moment. And that's why I wrote Live Free. That's why I wrote this book. To encourage any reader, any listener, to take their power back right now, and you be the one to determine how you feel, and don't let anyone else make that determination for you.
0: Oh, I love it! I, you know what? I also love when you're doing your pairs. I was watched a bunch of your pairs on Instagram, and how you just say someone out there needs to hear this right now, and you know you're reaching all these people that just needed to hear it right now. And if wow. that's yeah, yeah I, it's so important. It's so beautiful. Um, right. So okay, just. We have to wrap up. I want to talk to you forever.
1: <laughs> and I really—I
0: can't wait to dig into your book. Um, do you have just some tips that you would say just, just to summarize uh, for people on choosing themselves, the people that are having a hard time choosing themselves and living free? What would you say to them?
1: Um, you know, uh, yes, it can be hard to choose yourself, um, but it's harder to live with the life chosen for you. Yes, it can be hard to choose yourself, but it's much harder to live with the life that is not of your choosing. So you got to make a decision. What's harder? Putting myself first, doing the work I got to do to live the life I want, or be reactive and live the current life that I'm living, which is unsatisfying. It's your choice. Neither one is easy, but one is a little more gratifying. And that's ultimately up to the person to make the decision which one they choose. And my hope is that through reading this book, they will choose the life that's in their heart. They will choose the life of their choosing, not the life chosen for them.
0: Amen. (laughs) Thank you (laughs) so much, Devon. You're extraordinary. You're such a light. I'm so grateful for all of your work and for everything you do. Thank you for everything and congratulations on your book. And um, and just stay well.
1: You too. Thank you so much for having me. Great speaking with you.
0: Everything that Devon just said is the quintessential touchstone of what we're trying to get to here. I loved everything he said, all of that wisdom, and I do encourage you to try that 60 seconds of gratitude. It is really effective and inspiring and centering. If you are inspired and enjoy the Choose You Now podcast, please subscribe to the show, rate and review us on iTunes, and send us an email with your questions and comments at chooseyounowpodcast at gmail.com. For nutrition services and more information, visit me at plantbaseddietitian.com. I invite you to choose yourself now, and I'm signing off with lots of leafy green love.